My name is Felix Katsaris, and I have the privilege of serving here as, uh, as your lay leader. Um, our pastor, Pastor Bob, is away on renewal leave. Pastor Pam, a much-needed opportunity and a week off this week. So uh, I, for one, can't tell you um, how thankful I am and, and appreciate uh, the work that they do each and every week uh, to bring us a message on a Sunday morning. Um, it's taken me probably four and a half years to come up with this message since the last time I talked. So they do this every week, um, along with their visitations and, um, and, and the countless calls and emails that they receive. Um, certainly a blessing that we should have such pastors here at our church. Um, let me start by uh, finding out this morning if, if we're awake and we're paying attention. How many, if I can get a show of hands, how many have either heard me speak before or today will be your first time? Okay, just we're up. I want to see if I can keep it that way. I heard it first, uh, remember this morning um, at, at traditional service said, this better be good. Um, so uh, hopefully she left a feeling of such. Um, that being said, I made sure the doors are locked so you all can't get out today. Uh, captive audience, if you will. Most recent message given by Pastor Pam um, began at Pentecost about three, a little more than three weeks ago talking about the fire coming down on us, right? The tongues of fire and people speaking in different languages and, and just being out, uh, being able to get the message across to, uh, to everyone, okay? Uh, second week, the message came out that showing how we as believers and how the message within us is to be delivered to the ends of the earth uh, and that we're to be disciples that make disciples, and I think through, through our church, that is our desire. Continue to grow disciples, continue to grow in our relationship with each other, and continue to get the message across and the good news of God's love. Last week, Pastor, Pam, uh, Pastor Pam's message was about when that fire kind of calms down and, and kind of maybe settles and, and isn't as strong as it was uh, before. When that flame dies and when, our, when, we, when we get complacent. This message today that, that's kind of been on my heart uh, since I was asked to, to serve here today for Laity Sunday um, about commitment kind of um, fell right in place with Pastor Pam and, and, and where we're at and how to, uh, what the commitment and what our commitment is to the church and how we can continue to help. Uh, grow our church, grow each other, and grow in this community. So the, the, the message today is about call to commit. And as lay leader, I felt to talk a little bit about our mission as a church. To grow in God, glorify God, grow in faith, and give in love. What are some of the ways that we can glorify God? Through worship, like this morning, through awesome music ministry. Whether we're here in church in a corporate worship or whether we're alone uh, on our way to work. Uh, worshiping God through prayer. Again, whether we're together in prayer or whether we're alone on our way to work. Washing the dishes, mowing the lawn, just enjoying a, a, an afternoon at home. But those moments of time, those, those bits and pieces when we can pray and we can, we can let Jesus know what's on our heart, um, that is a way of worship. 
and through our giving. Uh, giving is a, you know, a, a word for some that strikes us to the finances and the financial side of, of, of church. Well, money is certainly uh, needed and necessary to further the kingdom, and not just here at St. Paul, but globally. It is a, a vital part of what keeps us moving forward, but it's certainly our time and our talents as well. Without those, we can't continue to grow and continue to give uh, and, and glorify God. Growing in faith through study, um, Sunday school classes on, on Sunday mornings, throughout the week, there's opportunities in small groups, uh, through your time and dedication in the morning or afternoon or your quiet time with God, diving into His Word. It doesn't have to be hours at a time. Uh, just those moments in which you read Scripture. Just those moments in when you take away what God is saying to you through a verse. And each time, uh, for me, in, in, in any verse, I can read it today and come back tomorrow or next week and find a different meaning. Find something else that is, is reaching me and touching me at that, at that time I'm, ne- I'm reading it. Through small groups, as mentioned, um, plenty of opportunity in small groups here, source groups. Um, I belong to one that meets weekly on Thursday evenings. Uh, there's women's, men's, young adults. Um, plenty of time to gather together in community and grow in God's, in God's faith, grow in faith with God. Um, give in love. Uh, globally, our church uh, uh, reaches out globally, locally, uh, through the ministries and, mis- and missions here at St. Paul. Open Arms, right across the street, uh, serves on a monthly basis, thousands of people throughout the year reaching out. We are now, I'm sure you've read in, in the bulletin today and, and have heard that we're expanding our footprint and, beginning, uh, and getting prepared to move to our Druid campus where that ministry can continue to grow and continue to reach a community in, in need uh, of its services. Through our Fresh Expressions uh, toy-making ministry, uh, that is also going to be moved to our second uh, campus, uh, the Druid campus, and to expand and continue to grow and can reach out uh, to families in need in their times of, uh, uh, through the local fire departments, police departments, um, just adding a, a new way to reach the children um, during tragic times. Other ways that we, uh, in our missions and ministries, our Four Pinellas Initiative, um, the Jump Start program, the after school programs through our youth and through our young adults, um, opportunities uh, to continue to grow uh, and, and give in love through those ministries. So, my question this morning is are you involved? Or are you committed? Are you involved or are you committed? So the church was God's idea. It wasn't, a, it wasn't something made up by man. Um, it wasn't just a, a program invented by uh, humans. Um, the church is the bride of Christ. And as his bride, it's an eternal creation. And as his bride in that creation, he is going to sustain it eternally. He's going to do so using us together, collectively, to continue to reach out. As Christians, it's not enough for us 
to be a part of the universal church. As Christians, we are called to be passionately committed to a specific church. Why? Why might that be? Because as Christians, we can't do this alone. We weren't meant to take this faith journey and walk this journey alone. Together, growing and knowing Christ is much more, um, much more valuable, much more, uh, you get so much more out of it than if you were trying to do so alone. Uh, with the church, it's key to spiritual health and growth. As a Christian, we need a community of believers to continue to do so. That community also helps us grow, again, spiritually. So, are you committed to your spiritual health? Are you passionately seeking your spiritual growth? As I was working on this message, the message of commitment began to weigh heavy on me about where my commitment or my involvement was here at St. Paul. Um, as lay leader, uh, the the number of opportunities that I get to serve uh, at different meetings on any given week and throughout the month uh, began to be, I got another meeting to go to. I got something else to do. Um, and, and, and I was feeling like I was just involved. Instead of having the, I get to go to another meeting. I get to help shape and, and, and change the way... Um, we grow here at St. Paul. I get to help further God's kingdom that way. So committing, rather than being just involved, um, again, it started to mean a whole lot more and start reigniting that fire uh, of, of where I needed to be. I also found that not only was I holding back from the church, I was holding back or, or missing out on the opportunities and what the church can do for me in that growth and in my faith walk. I was missing out on what God was offering me. Not something that um, we should take lightly. In each part of our mission, I want you to ask yourself, am I involved or am I committed? How many of you had breakfast this morning? Breakfast? Bacon and eggs? No? But bacon and eggs is a, is a favorite of most, or a lot. <clears throat> What's the difference between committed and involved? The chicken is involved in breakfast. The pig is committed. Okay? So you can be involved without being committed, but you can't be committed without being involved. It's very important to, uh, to the growth of our church, to the growth of this community. The things that we are passionate about, we are committed to. As we become genuinely committed to our church and to our mission, we put ourselves in the best possible place to allow God to do his work in us and through us each and every day. Not my will be done, not your will be done, but thy will be done. Scripture today, scripture reading is uh, Romans 12, verses 
3 through 8 and says this. For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourselves with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you. Just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we are many, form one body, and each member belongs to all others. We have different gifts. We have different gifts according to the grace given us. If a man's gift is prophesying, let him use it in proportion to his faith. If it is serving, let him serve. If it is teaching, let him teach. If it is encouraging, let him encourage. If it is contributing to the needs of others, let him give generously. If it is leadership, then let him govern diligently. If it is showing mercy, let him do so cheerfully. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. So in verse 6, emphasize that we have different gifts. Now, I, I kind of have this thought that we can all serve. We just serve at different levels. We have, our gifts are strengths and weaknesses. Some of them are stronger for us in, in certain ways than others. We can all show mercy. We can all teach. We can all prophesy. Just how and where in your faith walk are you and who are you teaching, serving, prophesying to? God gave us those abilities. Are you committed to using them to further God's kingdom? How do we grow our gifts? How do we use them? How do we strengthen them? Well, we can't do it alone. Are there any green thumbs in here? In our first service, uh, Patsy, who's, who's had uh, um, a florist shop, and, and uh, of course she raised her hand, opportunity to, to grow. And as of late, uh, since uh, my, my daughter recently was married, I have some different plants around the house from, from when they were married. And um, every, every couple of nights in the, during the week, I'm watering them and watching them grow with sunlight um, and just nourishing them. The church is like God's greenhouse for us to flourish us spiritually. Here, he grows us and he prunes us to become and to be the image of his son to someone else that we meet. In the church community, together, we learn. We learn how to love God, to love others. We learn how to pray. And prayer is such a big word for some people, but prayer is a conversation with your Father, a conversation with your Maker. It's one-on-one, a heart-to-heart. We learn to worship. We learn to serve. And here we are transformed by the Word of Christ, by the Word of God, each and every week, each and every day. Many of us invest in our 401ks, our our retirement, uh, stocks, um, our hobbies. Why don't we invest in the abilities that God gave us? Why don't we make more of them so that 
as we reach others with His love, eternity that we are seeking, eternity to, to be with Christ, um, it just comes full picture. One way that we can do this uh, in, in community is through small groups. And quite a number of years ago, our, our senior director of ministries, um, Bobby Van Dyne, um, at that point was uh, our youth director, along with his wife, uh, Allison, who was uh, part-time youth director back then. Uh, one of the missions trips they went to upon returning that was heavy on their hearts as to starting small groups and source groups. So the, the volunteer leadership in, in, the, young, in the youth uh, program kind of separated out. The men had their small group on Thursday night. The women began um, shortly thereafter. And every Thursday night, uh, we are meeting, and we have been doing so for a number of years. Uh, just a group of, of guys that I've grown to, to walk through my faith journey with on a weekly basis that you can lean on and depend on uh, to know that Christ's love is there in that room as well, uh, and we, as we worship and grow together. In small groups, we can, we can grow in our roles and learn to grow in our roles as a friend, as a son, as a daughter, as a husband and a wife, and as a father and a mother. God specially designed the church as a place that we can start over, that we can grow, and that we can change for His glory. Hebrews 11.1 1 says, Now faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. And I believe that when we faithfully commit to the church, we are the hope and the assurance of things yet to be seen. How much does Christ love the church? <clears throat> Excuse me. How much does Christ love the church? Ephesians 5.25 says and tells us that he gave up his life for her. Friends, we are the church. He gave up his life for you and I. He laid down his life, poured out his blood for the church, for us. There's no question about it that Jesus was and is committed to the church. Now he continually works through the church, works in us, through us, to cleanse us and prepare us for that eternal life. Do we get it perfect every day? Of course not. But he's there with us, working through us, working in us. As we grow in, in faith and, and seek to be more like Jesus, seek to be more like uh, how he lived his life and to become more like, like Christ, we want his heart. We would want his heart and should want his heart when we serve in our community, when we serve at open arms, when we serve the homeless on Sunday afternoons, when we serve each other weekly in our small groups, when we serve our neighbor, when we serve our coworker. Volunteers uh, here from small group from our youth program um, in the past or or currently, 
uh, folks serving in Sunday afternoons, uh, if you serve at any point, who gets the bigger blessing? I can tell you that uh, my wife and I spent many a years traveling on a bus full of kids with the youth choir when we had youth choir here. And uh, many, a, many a week as we've traveled, um, you begin the week on fire. In the middle of the week, you're like, oh my gosh, why did I do this? Bus full of kids. Um, and you end the week just fully blessed and, and fully thrilled to see what God has done in the lives of of our children, our, our youth, and, and others that they have served and have come across. We get the bigger blessing when we give of our time, our talents, and our treasures. In Malachi, God says to test me, right? He says, bring all the food, all the, all the, all the food to the, to the grain house and, the, and, and see if my, I don't open the floodgates for you. Some folks equate that to talking about money. Money's important. It is a part of how we continue to grow. But it's not the only thing. Let God pour out his floodgates on you as you give of your time and your talents as well. It's simple. If Jesus loves the church so much, why don't I? Why do we hold back? When we see the church as God sees the church, we find two things. The church matters to God more than we realize. The church matters to God more than we realize and realize we are the church. Secondly, he calls us and he expects us to be a part of it. His love continues to overflow. It'll overflow through each and every one of us as we continue to reach out and grow the church and grow in this community and reach out to others for Christ. Because as Christians, we are. We are the church. Are you involved or committed? Jesus doesn't give up or walk away when the church, when we, don't get it right. Why do we? Why do we sometimes walk away when we don't find or see what we, what we want to see at church or in someone else? Let me ask you this. Are you dating the church? Are you dating the church? In Webster's, one of the uh, definitions for dating is to determine a period of time to which something belongs. Have you predetermined a time into which you'll belong to something? It's kind of like some people do with jobs. Well, I'm only here for a little bit. I'm not getting everything I want out of it, so I'm not going to put that much time in it. Tomorrow I'll find another one. Um, some folks with relationships. Yet you would find if you commit, you will get the most out of that job. You will get the most out of that relationship. Just as here, and just as with the church, Jesus digs deeper. He digs deeper to help the church learn and to grow from its, from its trials and tribulations when it has them and its challenges. He makes them and grows that, makes us stronger. Why don't we? So my encouragement is stop dating and make the commitment. 
A bit of an analogy here. Brick and a Christian. And at some point, if you're a homeowner or have been a homeowner, if, you're, uh, if you live in a condo now, you may not have any of these kind of laying around. But um, a brick is meant to be a part of something. It's meant to be a part of a building. Just like a Christian. A brick by itself... It's still strong. You can still stand on it. Just like a Christian. You can be strong as a Christian. You can be strong alone. You can have somebody still stand on you. But how much more can you do as a part of a church? How much more can you be with others who are committed to growing a church? How many more people can you reach together? If together we worship and together we pray and hear God's word on Sunday mornings, uh, gathering in small groups, wherever we might be, we are always reminded that where two or more are gathered in his name, he is there. Nourishment and encouragement occur. It's not the same if we're alone. Our corporate worship edifies and strengthens us and glorifies God in ways that nothing else can. You see, the things that we do together as Christians aren't optional. They're not something I'll do when I have some time, when I get around to it. When we worship, we're pursuing godliness when we worship and live in God's word together, we are expressing what it means to be his followers. So committed? Jesus bought the church with his own blood. How then can I not be committed to the church? Committed? It's because of Paul and the other apostles and their commitment to the church that they set out across the known world and reaching people just like you and I who believed and became committed. 2,000 years later, we are here today. Are you committed to the church and passing on the gospel? Not just here and now, but for the generations to come. 1 John 3.18 says, Dear children, let us not love with words or speech, but with actions and in truth. It's time to stop talking about it. It's time to commit. Your life and the lives of others will never be the same.